Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Every week on Jordan, Jesse Go, we talk about nothing but beverages, whether they're flat or carbonated. Beverage talk is our game, and we are in the Hall of Fame. You know what they say, glug glug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's our catchphrase here on Jordan, Jesse, go, glug glug. However, yeah. uh, we've only got two or three minutes of tape uh, for this week's show. Oh, so shoot. Okay. I have an alternative idea. Yeah, yeah, quick. I recorded the comedy podcast that we did the other day at Angel City Brewery in Los Angeles. Oh, that uh, had a pretty great lineup. Yeah, that's the one with the great lineup, right? Yeah, sure. Elliot Kalin from the, the Flop, Flop House, House sure. and of course, Open Mike Eagle from Tights and Fights. Yeah. So here's my idea. Drew. Okay. I'm just going to run this by. Quick, man, we are running out of tape. What if, and I know we're running out of tape here, mm-hmm. what if we just ran that? So we just did this as sort of intro. We just say what people, we run that, and we cut a little outro at the end, and, sure. and then we save our tape for um, if we need to start a fire in the wilderness. Yeah, tape is very flammable. I think that's a great idea. Here's the thing. Yeah. Can we sweeten the deal? Sure. Is there something, some like addition? So, okay, Elliot Kalin, hilarious yeah. guy. Sure, very funny. Open Mike Eagle, not only a funny guy, but he's going to do some music, too. Yeah, talented musician as well. Pretty. This is a sweet deal. Right. Is there something we can tack on to the end? Some kind of additional entertainment that, you know, will that'll say it, I'm sorry to the audience for not spooling up enough tape for this, for this episode. So what about stand-up comedy? Yeah, I love it. The audience loves it. What if we had stand-up comedy from Daniel Radford from Tights and Fights mm-hmm. and Riley Silverman, the head writer of International Waters? I mean, I think that'd do it. Do we have that? I'm checking with Daniel here. Do we have that? Yeah, he said yeah. We okay, have so what, here's what people are going to hear. They're going to hear a, a live Jordan Jesse go. Great take, Daniel. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to hear a live Jordan Jesse go with Elliot Kalin and Mike Eagle. Yeah, music from Mike Eagle. Yeah, and then afterwards, two great stand-up comedy sets. This is amazing deal. This is much better than beverage talk. This this is. So, Let's I mean, get out of the business. Yeah. So just real quick, uh, both of our favorite drink of all time is Cherry 7-Up. Right. Hard to get, but yeah. we can get it. Yeah. Glug, glug. Glug, glug. Glug, glug. Glug, glug, baby. Yeah. Let's go to the stage. Jordan, It's us, your boys. Boy, just, sorry, quick programming note. There's actually a little bit of an error in the way I was kind of plugging the show tonight. I just kind of want to clear things up. Um, I was saying online that uh, we were going to be uh, performing with Stephen Stills, um, when in, in actuality we would be performing near some stills. <laughs> there's a still over there. Hey, folks listening at home, we're doing this at a brewery and there's a still by us. It has uplights. Anyway, fun visual humor. That's just what you do on a podcast. Yeah, welcome to Jordan Jesse Go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. It's a it's a hot one. It is. It is toasty in here. I'm wearing this neckerchief. I just want to, and it's you know, it's a certain kind of heat. It's kind of a it's kind of a sexy heat. 
wouldn't you say? Yeah, sort of a key to the night type situation. Yeah. I just, I, I, my, my, my hope for this show is that it will turn into, you know, those raves from the third and fourth Matrix movies? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Cornell West. <laughs> It'll be like that, but people have to stop periodically to uh, use their inhalers. <laughs> Did you see that there's a giant fucking dog in the show? Let's give it up for the dog. What's up with this giant fucking dog? All right, let's spook it. Have we addressed, like, when I see... So a new dog moved into my neighborhood, and maybe I should be calling this in to Can I Pet Your Dog or Can I Pet Your Dog's, like, helpline. But a new dog moved into my neighborhood, and it is a scruffy dog, which I think a lot of Jordan, Jesse, and Go listeners probably know how I feel about that. Uh, strongly positive. And it is a spotted scruffy dog, which is extremely rare. Um, if you guys were scruff spotters like me, you would know that spotting a spotty scruff is a very big deal. How, how hard does it make you? <laughs> On a scale of one to diamond. 65% tumescent. Ooh. Um, and so when I'm driving down my street sometimes, I see the woman who owns the dog walking the dog. And then I, like, I don't know what it is. Like, maybe I need more children or something to, like, tamp this down. Or maybe the third child pumped it up. Um, but like, I literally, <laughs> I rolled down the window of my car and went, Hey, cool dog. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is a line from a video they show kids to teach them not to talk to strangers. <laughs> you are living that. I know. If you could just go up to someone and go, oh. excuse me, where is the library? They could just show that to ESL students. <laughs> It's terrible. Anyway, that's how I feel, right? Like, I am electrified right now by the presence of this giant dog in the show. Because usually comedy shows don't even have one dog, much less a giant dog. Hey, Jesse, we got a surprise for you. It's not just the dog. Release the bats! (laughs) (laughs) That's the bat song. It's uh, You Can Call Me Al by Paul Simon. A good soundtrack for anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we are, we're really stoked to be here at Angel City Brewing Company. What a beautiful place. They actually, like, they're, they're big Jordan Jesse Go fans and asked us to come here and perform, which we're really excited about. So thanks to them. Um, however, as great of a time as we've had here tonight, yeah. um, we're about to say, fuck you, because... <laughs> Yeah, we're actually starting our own brewery. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so uh, thank you. We're uh, we're just kind of going to use this time to uh, to plug some products we have coming up that are in direct competition with Angel Cities. Uh, we didn't address what we're calling it, but a Jordan Jesse beer seems natural, right? Yeah, yeah. It'll trade on our immense celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be even more popular than Hanson's mm hops. <laughs> Which exists! Which exists! That is real! So, yeah, so, you know, we kind of have a line. We've been, like, working with some master brewers. Yeah. Um, Working with some master (laughs) baiters. Some master baiters, yes. (laughs) I'm like, who's going to say that? Me or you? (laughs) 
or you, the audience. Yeah. Just feel free to scream out masturbators when yeah, you feel like it. Basically what happened It'll there is the we show. said master brewers and you blew the call and response portion of the evening. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we have we have not we've been looking for a space. We have not found a space yet. Um, we've been looking for some jugs. We don't have the jugs yet, but because we've been working with these master brewers, we have worked up a few beers. Yeah, that are, cause you did the grow the, you did you did make sure to grow the beard of a home brewing enthusiast, though. I did, yes. <laughs> and I do like telling people about things. <laughs> You got that kickball team, too, right? Yeah. Um, I... uh, (laughs) um, Ooh, hit a nerve. Sorry, audience. (laughs) I didn't didn't hear it, but I could feel the, hey! I take it seriously. Yeah. Baby bouncies, please. Some kickball lingo. Kickball pit. Uh, so, yeah, so, you know, we're brewing these beers, and we got, um, we just have a couple of products yeah, we want to so pitch to you. you we know. designed a menu, and we're kind of in, we just, we, we figured this is a great way to kind of soft launch. Yeah, because you were probably got menu. some, like, beer fans in the audience, so, you know, yeah. here's some here's some products, and, you know, th- these are beer drinkers' beers. Uh, the first one is the, uh, the Seaside Porter. Uh, it's a smooth brew, notes of conifer, and a weedy finish. Made with real, unfiltered, Ocean water. <laughs> Briny. Warning, more than one bottle could lead to sailor's madness. So that's a concern that we're still sort of working on yeah. with it. Um, but nice, nice, uh, nice, nice uh, with a barbecue. As a father myself, I'm really excited about a beer we have coming up called Daddy's Num Nums. <laughs> this hoppy brew is light and refreshing. It's perfect for summer cookouts or... Anytime, Daddy just needs five fucking minutes to himself. And seriously, stay out of the garage. I am almost done restoring that vet. And also, the garage is where I jack off. Can you say Daddy's Num Nums again and really sell it? Daddy's Num Nums. Eh, B minus. Oh, uh, here we go. Uh, this, is, uh, this is for any, any, any Europhiles out there. Footies Hard Cider. Footies Hard Cider. Are you a 30-something American who stays up late to watch English Premier League soccer? We know you call it football. And we know you studied abroad in London, but you say that you lived there. Anyway, we made a lorry full of apple juice that'll get you fucked up while you watch satellite TV at 6 a.m., you limey dope. (laughs) Footies hard cider. cider. Um, Maintenance ale is one that I put a lot of work into. It's a real easy drinking favorite. Designed for high-functioning alcoholics. It's served in an inconspicuous water bottle, so you can hide your habit anywhere. Quaff a maintenance ale in the line at the DMV, or at your kid's kindergarten graduation. And maintenance ale isn't just for daytime. Try it between haymakers at your late-night fight club, or anywhere you've got nothing left to lose. Oh, here we go. This is for the real beer drinkers. It's Obstinate Jackass IPA. It tastes like fucking mud. What, you want a Bud Light, you pathetic coward? Get out of my sight. You make me sick. 
obstinate jackass IPA. That's for like serious serious man man's for, like, men's. Serious for man's beer men's. fans who don't drink that corporate yeah. Swell. Should be challenging. Drinks should be bad. All drinks should taste bad. Bitter. It's the taste of poison. <laughs> okay, uh, finally, this is the last one we're going to pitch to you guys. I'm really proud of this one. It's called Barley and Me. One sip of Barley and Me, and you'll remember that everything you love will die. Like it? Try Old Yeller Top Ale. And of course, Bambi's mom Porter. <laughs> That's it. Those, Those are our beers. Should we bring should we bring our beloved guest? We've got a very stage? special guest tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him as the co-host of the Smash Hit podcast, The Flop House. <laughs> And as the head writer of a show called Mystery Science Theater 3000, please welcome to the stage, Elliot Kalen. What a joy to have you here, Mr. Kalen. Oh, boy. We're having some mic issues? Hello? Hello. Try this mic over here. Maybe uh, so hi, I'm this is me, Elliot. Uh, I love to eat my own oh, farts. <laughs> Elliot, I can't believe you said that. I can talk about my own fart eating, thank you very much. <laughs> and now I have two waters. Oh, <laughs> shit! Well, well. <laughs> that was the most low-rent version of every movie where the bad guy wants to be captured. <laughs> mm, my mic doesn't work. I guess I'll just take the water that was in front of it and go to this mic, which also has a water in front of it. I've saved 69 cents <laughs> on Kirkland Signature Water. <laughs> Spare no expense here at Angel City Brewery. <laughs> we, got the, we got the Kirkland Signatures. That's, well, from, I mean, that's from their signature line. If it bears the signature, you know you can trust it. Sure. <laughs> Just like you can tires and muffins <laughs> and everything else that bears the Kirkland name. Personal Sign- lubricant. Yeah. <laughs> I'd buy that. Sure. How's the water, Elliot? It's got that signature Kirkland taste. <laughs> I like how we're spending this time just plugging other drinks. <laughs> we're at a drink store. <laughs> it is basically an, not, a, not just a drink store, a monument to drink. Yes. Like a vast edifice dedicated specifically to drinks. Uh, Elliot, this is your first public appearance as an Angelino. Yeah, that's And I true. think just moved here from New York City. And we want to know, are there any differences between the two places? Funny you should ask. Yeah. That was my walking over to the brick wall music? Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, get this. So I've been in Los Angeles. I've been a Los Angeles <laughs> resident for nearly five days now. Ooh. <laughs> And And you've noticed that apartments in Los Angeles have a lot less furniture. (laughs) And a lot more uh, little bugs that look kind of like sperm, and when you touch them, they die, and they just fall off the walls. Is that a Los Angeles thing, or is that just my house? You might have have poison fingers. You might be some poison-fingered villain. Are you a reverse (laughs) E.T.? 
I'm renting a, li- a house from David Lynch. It's oh, at a, yeah. okay. It's called Lynch Estates. <laughs> There's a lot of radiator sounds. Sure. There's just a clown on the ceiling, and then he catches fire. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the price is right. So, <laughs> here's what I've noticed about Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You guys, I don't think you have a Lincoln Center. <laughs> is, is this something you're working on? We're, we're, we're giving it a shot, yeah. Okay, like, where do your old Once, people go to see opera when they have too much money? We ha- Here's the thing. We had a Lincoln Center, and now it is nine poke stores. <laughs> <laughs> local jokes get you local work. Yes. The great Blake Capatch taught me that. The most amazing thing, there was, uh, for those listening to this at home, mm-hmm. there were comedians before the show. Who, will they be on the, will they, people at home get to hear them? It's hard to say. Okay, yeah, well, we I don't know. Yet. I don't make yeah. the rules. But it was very funny to, to see... This, I had a similar experience to when I went to the Montreal Comedy Festival and saw the Canadian Locals show, where it was like, I know the structures of these jokes, but I don't get the references. <laughs> but it was like see, seeing, doing, seeing jokes about Los Angeles and being like, wait a minute, in New York, we tell that joke about a thing that's similar but a little different. Yeah. <laughs> you just swap out pizza with Regina. <laughs> And then, boom, you can kill in Canada. Mm-hmm. Elliot, yeah. I feel like your child is still in preschool right now. Uh, knowing the structure of the joke but not the references, that becomes your life around <laughs> elementary school. Yeah. Like, it's okay. just a dad superpower. Mm. Okay. That to sounds... kind of recognize the shape of what's going on around you but ignore the content. <laughs> Unless it's about the Packers. Am I right, guys? I love the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> I, uh, Go green! I Sorry, you're Packers Angelinos. Fans. How about those Los Angeles Rams that we all love and care about? <laughs> um, I did something recently that uh, that I think is kind of one of those only in LA things, and I want to get your get your read on it, okay. Elliot. Uh, I've I've noticed so as I uh, maybe maybe listeners know I have I worked for years on the television show at midnight and that. Uh, that's well, you should have watched it. You should have fucking watched it if you love it so much. Don't woo the... Sh- no, thank I, you. It's I nice of you to say. And it was my favorite vampire police show. Good. You're lucky you're a good guesser, Elliot. Yes. Oh. Um, thank you for the people who clap for the show. That's very nice. I'm not actually mad at you. Um, but I, after, after this job went away, I'm like, oh, no, I have no interests. <laughs> I, I am, I'm a husk. That I'm a husk that only talked about his job at things, so I need to fucking do some things, so I will I will have something to say if another person wants to talk to me. And then, as I was thinking this to myself, I saw a Facebook ad for cat yoga. <laughs> you know, these are targeted ads, Jordan. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. And then I saw one of these one of these um, I saw one of these Facebook ads that everybody gets for flashlights, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Overwatch themed flashlights. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to fuck that gorilla. I used to. I would. I would go to news sites and I'd see ads for comic books and I'd be like, "This is great. Comic books are really getting out into the mainstream." <laughs> <laughs> it took a long time for me to realize. There's a lot of ads on here for Elliot Chow. <laughs> that's, the, that's the perfect kind of food for me, Elliot. Nom 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 nom. And Elliot's like me, who I assume are the main viewers of. I don't know. Vox.com. <laughs> is that that's the site where they explain things to you? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it really hits the spot <laughs> for a man like me. 
I mean, Elliot Chow is essentially just fried chicken and Oreos. <laughs> they put that in a box called Elliot Chow. Yeah. I'd, I'd go to Costco, which I can do now because I don't live in a tiny apartment. Yeah. And I don't have to carry my groceries anymore. You can anymore. stock up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I... So what did you do? So you I said yes thing. to life. I said yes to cat yoga. <laughs> Uh, and it's in a it's in a nice shelter, the NKLA shelter down here. And they Do you have, have to kind bring of a, your own cat. <laughs> no, they provide the cats. Okay. What and they also provide a mat and a string toy. What other rhyming things do they provide? <laughs> cat, yeah. mat, um, a man named Matt. Okay, he's great. Uh, oh yeah, I said Matt and Matt. Anyway, it's a four rhyme, word. but okay. <laughs> I love rhyming things. It me, I'm Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For any of you playing Jordan Jesse Go catchphrase bingo, take a drink now. You should have been drinking this whole time, by the way. Yeah. We don't think of new things. <laughs> uh, Jordan Jesse Go, a list of things you remember. <laughs> Please, someone set me up for British actor doing an American accent. Because <laughs> then everybody's going to get fucked up. Um, cat yoga. So it's cat yoga. So you provide you with a mat. And they provide you with a string toy next to the mat. And so you go in and you do yoga, and then they, f- they fill the room with cats. <laughs> like to the ceiling? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Many people suffocate. <laughs> I will say there's 15 people doing yoga, and there are eight cats. So not quite one cat per person, but a lot of little fuzzies. <laughs> So this is a lot of fun. Is there the, a lot of like real uh, when when there's fights over the cats, like a lot of real passive aggressive namaste? Yeah, uh, mm. uh, they're like, oh, I see you. <laughs> namaste. You rubbed your you rubbed your Lululemons and tuna. I know it. Um. So you're doing you're doing yoga near the cats. I got there a little late, and so the 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 instructor says, like, hey, don't take the yoga part too seriously. If you need to to stop at any time and play with the cats, that's okay. Uh, And Jordan was like, no, fuck this! I'm a serious yoga fella. I'll never transcend these nuts. Um, So, so I was a little late, and they put me right next to the litter box. <laughs> so, all of the deep breathing associated with yoga, all the deep inhales, exhales, hot breaths, hot, sticky breaths were just filled with cat shit. Um, and one of the cats, uh, they pulled these kind of, um, they cu- pulled these kind of paper shades so that like people who were there just to like look at animals couldn't like, you know, scope out our buns. Uh, and one of the cats just immediately ran over and started destroying the paper shades. Uh, so it sounds like nobody there really knew how this was going to work out. No, I think this was the first time they did it. Uh, yeah, it's probably the second time they did it. The first time they had a lot of problems with people taking the yoga too seriously. <laughs> people are taking this yoga too seriously. They're not the, the cats are feeling neglected, and we know cats love attention from humans all the time. And, they can't uh, take care of themselves. And the last thing, maybe about halfway through the class, the I can see, you see, you know that look on someone's face where you can tell they've thought of something? You know when we thought of Master Brew, Master Bait? <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's kind of a twinkle, you know? It's a yeah. twinkle or, you know, or like holding in a fart. Yeah. 
I saw this look on the uh, instructor's face, and she was like, no, for this next pose, I want you to all get in. Long pause. I want you to all get in. Downward facing cat. (laughs) And the laugh that came from those 15 people would have drowned out an airplane taking off. I wanted to fucking quit comedy because the the Niagara Falls of laughter that came from this woman 30 minutes into yoga changing downward dog to downward cat just made me feel like I would never achieve anything. But the cats are very cute. There was a brother and sister named Bart and Lisa. Brother and sister, cats or people? People. <laughs> Humans. I, can, I, can I say something that I was just sort of thinking about as I looked over at Elliot's beautiful face yeah. and my Aww. friend Jordan's beautiful mm-hmm. face and sort of imagined my own beautiful face? You guys know the Pep Boys logo, right? <laughs> are, we, are we just the Pep Boys of pasty dorks right now? <laughs> And listen, I do have some beaded seat covers I can sell you. I want to be, I want to be that one pet boy with the mustache who looks like he's clearly the older one who has to take care of the younger ones and does not care for their shenanigans. Oh, oh, and I want to be the pet boy who fucks. <laughs> you know the one. I wonder, is there a pet boy's backstory, do you think? Oh, uh, yeah, I think there's probably a narrative attached to that. I mean, I feel like all marketing is about stories mm, now, right? Mm-hmm, oh, Don Draper mm. over here. All right, okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, memories, uh, Kodak slides, <laughs> drinking. Sure. Cheating on your wife <laughs> yeah. with that one pet boy that fucks. <laughs> so do you don't think they were based on three actual, like, the, like, the Papinski boys got together and they... <laughs> Auto parts company. Yeah, no, I think I think a couple. I think they got their name got changed to Pep at Ellis Island. Oh, sure, yeah, right. They're like uh, Papinski, too peppy. <laughs> I'll just change it to straight Pep. <laughs> That's just peppy enough. That's yeah, like I a... feel like they must have like. There's no doubt that it happened in like 1915 that they came to America, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, of course. Because they came because they heard there were no cats in America and the streets are paved. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the story of an American tale is loosely the story of the Papinski brothers who would go on to be the Pep Boys, but yeah. they're like, this isn't quite kid friendly enough. Let's change them to let's, mice. Let's, originally, it was called in, in American tailpipe. <laughs> that deserved more. Thank Come you. on. No, 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 no. no. Can I just report. say, if Make you don't like that, it. do not check out the Flophouse. <laughs> the difference, the difference with the Flophouse is that I am making that same joke while interrupting two people who probably have something to say you'd want to hear. <laughs> and whereas here. I feel like we were just kind of like saying whatever, you know. Yeah. But anyway, an American Tale. Let me just say one thing about an American Tale. Please. That's not fair. an American Tailpipe coming soon to a theater near you. Uh, the slogan will be, it's not the Emoji Movie, so <laughs> give it a try. Um, I like that. Was like, there was like that could a, be the slogan of all movies from here on out. <laughs> Except Emoji Movie 2. That's true, yeah. Mo, Momoji. <laughs> uh, so... An American Tale. Do you I think mean, it'll be emoji, mo- emoji movie number and then the poo emoji? Oh, oh wow. Could be. Excuse okay. me, assholes. I got a movie to write. <laughs> the, I, we, uh, 
two stories now about my three-and-a-half-year-old son. One, yes. we walked by... This is something we do in New York. We walk into subway stations, and there are big ads for movies on there. And they usually put 30 ads for the same movie on the walls in case you missed one, because New Yorkers, I don't know, we're all trying to escape from bat gremlins, and we don't see what the ads are. And there was the emoji ad with the poo on it, and he goes, that guy's made of chocolate. And I was like, you're right, he is. Let's move along, shall we? <laughs> do and, not lick this man. <laughs> yeah. uh, th- this yeah. morning in the car, my daughter said to me uh, that she was at arts camp, and they were watching some videos... And she goes, and that's when something very inappropriate happened. <laughs> and I was like, what's that? She's like, well, we were watching some movies. Uh, we were watching some videos of Emoji Movie. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, and a poo came in. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, children don't know what emojis are. And they don't understand... What, what is right about poos or wrong? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you've, you've taken an anti-poo stance in the house, though. <laughs> oh. You say, take it outside, not in my room. <laughs> yeah. That's why we live in L.A., so we can have a house with a yard. <laughs> but the, the other thing I was going to say is about an American tale. Yes. Which was we showed it to my son recently, and it was like, I think we were a little, my wife and I were a little too invested in his having some kind of connection with it. Did you, is that a favorite movie of yours and your wife's? Uh, I don't know if I'd say favorite, but it certainly, in the form of mice, tells the story of our ancestors very clearly. Like, okay. it's, it's clearly about Jews who flee pogroms and go to, and go to America. <laughs> so it's like, we're like, Sammy, so we're going to show you an American tale. When it was over, he was like, all right, mice, whatever. And it's like, oh, that's right. Like, he hasn't had the years of indoctrination that comes with being a Jewish person who hears the story over and over again about how their family came to Marka. And really, I had to put it on my to-do list. <laughs> Explain start... Judaism. <laughs> crush <laughs> crush it was like, child. It was like, move to L.A., unpack boxes, mm-hmm. check with movers, are they here yet? And then under that is, like, make sure he knows about Ellis Island. <laughs> oh, I just assumed that it was, like, that, that Holocaust Museum. Yeah. That's for when. That's for when he. No, that I mean if that's for. Let me be real for a second. That's for when he starts going to Sunday school and Hebrew school in the four year lead up to his bar mitzvah. Of course, his bar mitzvah. He will then make the decision most of us make, which is I'm never coming back to this place again. <laughs> I did my time. I got my degree or whatever. <laughs> and uh, and that's there's when a Jew degree. <laughs> A kind. Of, I mean, it's called the Torah. It's, much, it's, it's a big long scroll. Sure. You know, and, that, uh, and, uh, and then, and then that's when he'll get the indoctrination of four years of like something very bad happened. It happened before you were born. You should feel guilty. You didn't have to suffer through it. <laughs> you know what's a great Don Bluth movie to do that? Pebble and the Penguin. I was going to say Rockadoodle. <laughs> <laughs> we got two separate Don Bluth. Yeah. And then he'll play Dragon Quest. More Don Bluth, please. No. Oh, no, it's Dragon Slayer. Dragon Slayer. Well, space, take away my nerd license. Space Ace? Space, yeah, Space Ace for that other game. Can, should I sing the song from Land Before Time that I know? It goes, hey, 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 today's the day. My dad's coming home from far away. Fuck you. There was... Do us right, right, do us. What land Revise before? it once. You know what I mean? I One think, second draft of your song. I think... Hey, 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 listen, today's the day I my love, dad's coming home from far away. I think everything Bruno Mars does is good. <laughs> 
Speaking, uh, of, speaking music, of music, we have a musical guest here for you, ladies and gentlemen. You know him not only as an acclaimed hip-hop superstar, or at the very least an acclaimed hip-hop semi-star. You also know him as one of the hosts of MaximumFun.org's own Tights and Fights. Ladies and okay. gentlemen, open Mike Eagle. Remember that shit I said about the Matrix? Get up again! Salon and doesn't have to hide from ISIS and Boko Haram. Dang! Feel a strange kinship to every man, every hand. Tremble, my memories need a steady hand. My mom's made clothes, the videos are Kelly had. Barely had time to think, the world move very fast. Life is a mystery school. I'm on an airplane learning social delivery cues and fool. Drank a whole infinity pool and make impassioned bar speeches on a rickety stool, yeah. The makeshift that sounds scrambled the pest with the same hand that slammed his computer desk. And every day I'm bumping cinnamon girl trying to promote these rap shows when it's the end of the world. Used to be one of the rotten ones, and I liked you for that. Used to be one of the rotten ones, and I liked you for that. Used to be one of the rotten ones, and I liked you for that. Now you're all gone, got your makeup on, and you're not coming back. I've seen a lot of shit disappear and reappear. 36 on Earth, but measure me in Venus years. I'm so right-brained, I can't grow an even beard. I wonder if I balance shit out, but things seem as weird. They say it is above as it is below. My skin is so hot, but my heartbeat is 10 below. In the cold barracks, they dreaming about a centerfold. The answer only questions is easy, it's easy to pretend to know. It's hard begin breaking mortar creatures. My thoughts have after fitting phones and through computer speakers Was pretty geeked about my L.A. Weekly feature I showed it to my dad, my barber, and my piano teacher I'm trying to get discovered like a nectar bat A cookie face cane that can't remember where receptors at Eyes mad, low grin, wide just like a Cheshire cat Got four-dimensional skin, my chin is a tesseract It's been a hard day today because I've been paying a lot of attention to the internet and uh, things are not going as well uh, other places as they are in this room. Normal now, they said it's normal, it's normal, it's normal, but now they said it's normal, it's normal now, they said it's normal, it's normal, everybody get involved, it's holiday in the wasteland, quit tripping y'all, it's holiday in the wasteland. 
everything in the wasteland When the king is that garbage person I might want to lay down and die I'm the down on my barkers purses Keep my personal crown of pie I'm the king of my lonely island Home is hot, it can't reach my house I put out all the garbage fire Squeeze inside it right in my mouth Everything inside there is very famous And you just have to die Everything that's been dead and buried Ain't supposed to come back alive Now we all in a zombie movie Only weapon is common sense Zombie sheriffs is trying to lynch us Guess I call up my congressman Pick a day for a celebration Make a circuit on Halloween Party under your pile of garbage Can't see y'all can just follow me When the king is a garbage person I might want to lay down and die I'll down on my rockets urges keep a personal crown of pie One day without violence Can we get one day without fear Can we get one day they don't try It's just like one day the whole year Can the people get one day without violence Can we get one day without fear Can we get one day they don't try It's just like one day the whole Everybody get involved It's holiday in the wasteland Quit tripping, y'all. It's holiday in the wasteland. They said it's normal. It's normal now. They said it's normal. It's normal. It's normal now. They said it's normal. It's normal now. They said it's normal. It's normal. It's normal now. I was protesting, I lost my sign Standing up cause they crossed my line Gather folks and they caught my vibe If it wasn't for y'all, I would've lost my mind Long season, I need this night Fuel's low so we reignite Power's out so we read by light No cops around that can't read my rights Cops are loud, no protection now Synthesizers all retro sound First directives, protect your town Tell the garbage king with no respect your crown Generated, we back online No bullshit, we don't have no time Storm the castle, that flag don't fly Say fuck the king to that asshole die Fuck the king, no command, no sheep, just the man was crowned, but yeah, he had no sleep. Dead the man that put hands on me in the sovereign land that I stand on be protesting, I lost my sign. Standing up cause they crossed my line. Gather folks and they caught my vibe. If it wasn't for y'all, I would've lost my mind. One day without violence, can we get one day without fear? Can we get one day they don't try? It's just like one day the whole year. Can the people get one day without violence? One day without fear. Can we get one day they don't try? It's just like one day the whole everybody get him. It's holiday in the wasteland. Quit stripping, y'all. It's holiday in the wasteland. I remember people I'd like to get to know. It's kind of like my brain is closed, but my heart is open. Maybe my heart is broken. A comet slammed into the planet, then it parted oceans. I even started smoking, but then I quit the smoking. I still dream of deep breathing, and my lips is open. I'm coming into focus. I used to practice trying to talk like I was Mr. Bogus. I bet a lot of lonely people think of kissing posters. Now, and that just goes on for a while like that. Right 
banging on the floor of a Chinese restaurant, crown on my hip like Simon Petrikov. Thought of a song called Thinking the Master Plans, breaking the rock and drinking in Amsterdam cafe, back room meeting with Cancer Man, engineering project black astronaut. The first scene in the film Prometheus. I wrote a brand new story that starts from there. I just need some help with the finances, so I sell t-shirts and shit online. Go look at them. They're great. My friends are superheroes. None of us have very much money, though. They can fly, run fast, read Portuguese. None of us have very much money, though. They know judo and yoga, photography, politics. Some of them leap over buildings. Writers, magicians, comedians, astronauts. None of it mattered when niggas was hungry. My friends are superheroes. None of us have very much money, though. They wear the same underwear as billionaires None of us have very much money though Drug dealers, freaking things, stupid and sculptors Ego, monogical authors and bloggers Some of them talk to the animals None of it mattered when niggas was hungry That shit's not valuable Come say it to my face That shit's disposable Come say it to my face It's not authentic though Come say it to my face I was hoping this device might cure my remembering I'm 87 percent sure I invented it High adrenaline, I'm rapping on the cake bus Name on the dressing room so I ain't lost now Commencing countdown, take off another sound stage Rehearsing a fake spacewalk Little Wayne is an ancient African Jay-Z's been around since the 20s though The only new ones is Little B and one below We only got a hundred months to go until your hometown's covered under tons of snow It goes one, two, three, four, five little Indians When it's all over, I survive on the Pentagon chips Cinnamon flavored memory sticks and I'll flash, take a picture, cause I'll be That shit's not valuable. Come say it to my face. That shit's disposable. Come say it to my face. It's not authentic though. Come say it to my face. That's so ingenuine. Come say it to my face. My friends are superheroes. None of us have very much money, though. They can fly, run fast, read Portuguese. None of us have very much money, though. They can make hair grease out of fruits and herbs. None of us have very much money, though. They can take selfies like do buffet. None of us have very much money, though. Thank you, guys. Open mic eagle, everybody. What the fuck? Uh, he is on tour. He is coming to a town near you. Go, go see him unless you're a chump. Brand new record in stores right now, right, Mike? 15th of September. Brand new video on the internet. Check it out.
This week's Jordan Jesse Go has some sponsors, Jordan. Yeah, support for Jordan Jesse Go in part comes from Rover, the nation's largest network of five-star pet sitters and dog walkers. There are larger networks of three- and four-star pet sitters and dog walkers, but you don't want to mess with them. No, you want five stars for your little pooch or cat pooch. Only the best for your little... Or your little... Or that little... Uh, Through Rover... Pet parents can discover, book, and manage personalized care for their dogs, including pet sitting, dog walking, in-home dog boarding, and doggy daycare. That's a lot of really great stuff. And I'll tell you that as a pet owner myself, and you may have had this experience, you're, I'm a dog owner, you're a cat mm-hmm. owner, it can be tough to find the right person to do that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have to you have to conform to their schedules. You got to – It's a, listen, it's a whole thing. You it's don't know if the, you don't, the person you're inviting to your house, you don't know if they've been awarded five stars. Yeah. Every dog owner and lifestyle, this gives you access to reviewed, trusted pet sitters. You know, uh, we're actually we're going out for for a couple of live things uh, here coming up. We got the we got the London Podcast Festival. Sure. We got Max FunCon. Mm-hmm. Guess what I was doing the other day, Jesse? What's that? I was preparing for my pet's care by browsing some of the pet care specialists on rover.com. Really fun, really easy website to use. You see a picture of the person, what kind of pets they like. Uh, it's really, it's a really, really, really cool site, uh, and I am looking forward to using it for my next trip. Did you see that picture of my dad, and underneath it just said Goebbels? <laughs> Goebbels only. Anyway, for $25 off your first booking at Rover, go to rover.com slash JJGo and use the code JJGo when you check out. Rover.com JJGo and use the promo code JJGo for $25 off your first booking. Let me ask you one related question, Jordan. Please. Does hair grow right out of your face? Man, it sure does, Jesse. Boy, howdy, does it ever. If only there was something we could do about that. Hey, I've got a website that I think we can visit. Really? On the internet? The Dollar Shave Club. It's the smarter choice. You get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. And these razors, yes, are they low or high quality? These are very high quality. And for a limited time, new members get their first month of the executive razor and a tube of Dr. Carver's shave butter for only $5 free shipping. After that... Razors are just a few bucks a month. A lot of people don't know that George Washington Carver <laughs> did all kinds of things with peanuts, including <laughs> inventing shave butter. Yeah. Uh, I actually uh, – I was a Dollar Shave Club customer before they started advertising with us. Mm-hmm. I love this product, Jesse. These are These are great razors. It's a great shave butter. They've got all kinds of cool products on there. They've got one-wipe Charlies for your for – your, For your tuchus? For your tuchus. For your little butthole? Love these wipes, Jesse. Jordan, can I ask you a question? Yes. Do you use the executive model? Oh, you're of gonna, course. You're going to bump it up. No, man. Executive all the way, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Just like how you love to sit in that giant leather chair. <laughs> exactly. Smoke my cigar. Yeah, and you've got those clacking balls. Uh, if, you're a, if you're a shaver, uh, Dollar clack, Shave Club clack, is, clack, uh, is a totally terrific uh, service. I recommend using it. You go to dollarshaveclub.com slash JJGo. No hidden fees. No commitments. Cancel anytime you like. First month. Executive razor. Tuba shave butter. Five bucks, free shipping. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at the regular price. There are no hidden fees, no commitments. Cancel anytime you like. Get this offer at dollarshaveclub.com slash JJGo. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash JJGo. Let's go back to the stage. Glug, glug. Glug, 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 gl
So, now that we've been shaking our asses. Yeah. No, no one shook. Not one ass shook. I was counting asses the you entire time. The lights were in your eyes. People yeah, were going everyone, to every ass was shaking. I have. I have. People, this place was insane. It was like the rave from the Matrix. buddy. I guess I'll have to take your word for it. You set this shit I, I off like Queen Latifah. I won't trust my lying eyes then. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, a bunch of bullshit. Mike, can I ask you something real quick before we get into the quiz game? Can I say something real quick before yeah. we get... Um, I'm, I'm sorry for ruining the Pet Boys image from earlier. <laughs> but now we're the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Even better. Way better. You're uh, Egon, right? Yes. Okay. Very, very much Egon. He's got glasses. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mike, I wanted to ask you, uh, uh, we were chatting before the show. The last time I saw you, you were, uh, you were doing a bit for a Comedy Central special I was working on where they interviewed you on a Segway. Yeah. And you told me that you really liked writing it. I uh, looked up the price to own one immediately. <laughs> and it will be a while before. You're not quite making Segway money yet. Uh, no, not, not close. Not even close. That's why we got to buy that album. Come on, That's people. Right. Let's get Mike a segue. I mean, that's not a bad GoFundMe. <laughs> I think it's one of the worst GoFundMe's. It might be yeah, the one. It'd be tough to sell it on Kickstarter, but I feel like you could sell that on GoFundMe. What, well, what would the half what of would the, the GoFundMe's are just like? Eh, I want three more hats. <laughs> What would the what would the pledge gifts be on a Kickstarter for buying someone a Segway? I I don't um, uh, I don't I sell music for a living, which means giving away half of shit anyway. So yeah, yeah sure. It's hard for me to think of bonus free shit. <laughs> Here's a pitch: you you do the next tour on the Segway. You come out on stage on the Segway, right? And we call it the Blart Tour. Okay, I like that. <laughs> I feel like that would increase uh, the insurance premiums for the shows, but but I like the idea. I like where you're going with that. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of quiz games. Well, I actually I have a I have a question. For, oh, sure, for yeah. Mike, Mike, yes. Are you a movie fan at all? I like movies. <laughs> yeah. There's there's some I don't. Does, does that does that still make me a fan? Yeah, no, you have to like every movie. <laughs> all of them. Okay. It'd be the like Peter Travers from I, Rolling Stone. Yeah. <laughs> A According to commercials, I've never actually read his writing. Just the pull quotes from every commercial. Uh, Elliot uh, not only hosts the great movie podcast, The Flophouse, oh, but he also... Well, it's a, bad, it's a great bad movie It's a great podcast, podcast about bad movies. Thanks. Uh, Thank and you. you accurate. Yes, accurate. You, yeah. you know so fucking much about movies. I think that's something that I'm just blown away by every time I listen to the show is how much shit you know about movies. Uh, so uh, we wanted to uh, pit you in an unfair quiz <laughs> about movies. Uh, and we, are we bringing up audience on this? Um, is there room on the stage? How about this? So, so How about you guys are playing for an audience member? Does anybody want to be played for? Because well, here's what I got. For the audience member that wins, I have a super hot two, no, one drink ticket. <laughs> I, saw, I saw your plans for after the show flash through your eyes. One drink ticket. Daddy's got to have his num-nums. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, daddy's got to have his num-nums. It's been a long week. 
I have one drink ticket for uh, a fine Angel City Brewery beer. If uh, if anybody wants to volunteer to be to be played for, I feel like this young woman in the sweatshirt in the front row. Yeah, Elliot, like, do you want to pick your person? She's like, the... she's looking like. Could I? Should I? <laughs> It'll Could be I my ever. It'll be my first beer I've ever drank. <laughs> Gee Willikers. Okay, uh, uh, Madam, uh, you in the front row, uh, yell out your name. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, ma'am, you. Is that a sports jersey? Is that a halter top? Christ, what are you wearing? You in the clothing in the front. Definitely you. Yes, you wearing the clothes. Uh, the orange cyborg in the front, please. That's funny if you could see what she was wearing. She's in the front row, so you can't see. Well, it's, a, it's a joke that doesn't translate to the listeners at home or the listeners in the audience. <laughs> But it really made you guys laugh, you guys, so it's yeah. worth it. That was that, was that moment it. when uh, the band laughs on a talk show and the audience doesn't laugh. Uh, ma'am, we're certainly talking to you. What is your name? Mandy. Mandy. Elliot is playing for Mandy. Okay. Congratulations, Mandy. Mandy. You came and you gave without taking, anyway. <laughs> Mandy, where, where are you from? Where do you live? I live here. In here. the brewery. In the brewery. Upstairs. <laughs> in, in a barrel. I curl up in a barrel. <laughs> In Koreatown. I, well, I used to live in Koreatown, you know. It's a great place. Beautiful country. I love Koreatown. <laughs> the vistas. The, oh. the town was so nice. Oh. They made a whole country out of it. <laughs> what if this town... And then they chopped that country in two. Oh, boy. Anyways. The stories we could tell you. It's called history. Uh, does anybody want to be, be Mike's partner on this one? Who's going to... I heard, I heard a gasp. <laughs> I don't know if that was excitement or terror. Ma'am, in, in the black tank top there in the front row, what's your name? Catherine. Catherine, uh, Catherine uh, are you willing to be on Open Mike Eagles team here? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Where do you live? That's really far. That's uh, right here in the brewery? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm new to Los Angeles. There's a neighborhood called Salt Lake City. Yeah. It's, called, it's called Little Mormonton. <laughs> You cannot get a soda there to save your fucking life. And whenever you leave it, you have nine kids. <laughs> Did you... You didn't come here for this from Salt Lake City, I hope. Uh, no, my little brother's in the Navy in the boat. So you Her- have nothing left to live for? <laughs> This is long. <laughs> okay. You're visiting, so you're visiting LA. You're on vacation. You're visiting LA. And now I know that you two have defected from your religion. Oh my gosh. I feel like this is the start of a beautiful documentary. I, <laughs> yeah, like can I it. do I I hate I hate I frankly hate to ask a follow-up. <laughs> because it's hot in here and people have places to be. <laughs> But it's not our fault that you defected from your religion, is it? No, okay. Thank God. I don't want to stand in between anyone and their God. Praise be to Zenu. <laughs> Ooh, Zenu got a round of applause. Ma'am, as a, former, Hydra, as a former Mormon, there's a lot of great beverages at this brewery for you. You'll be playing, uh, uh, or Open Mike Eagle will be playing on your behalf, and you could win one drink ticket. Is, is it one of mine? Yeah. Okay. 
since since Elliot is the host of a bad movie podcast, we thought we'd put together a movie-themed game for all of you. Uh, this is action movie, see-do model, or some shit we made up. We will be telling you three things. One is an action movie. One is a model of a Sea-Doo personal watercraft. And or one I'm very other glad you motor sports <laughs> mode of conveyance. Some oh, of them also are ATVs or snowmobiles. Or some shit we made up. Um, Mike, since you won the coin toss that never happened. Shit. You'll be going first. Which of these is an action movie? Which is his model of Sea-Doo? And which is some shit we made up? Lightning Shaft. Space Rage Renegade Adrenaline Holy shit One is an action movie One is a model of Sea-Doo And one is some shit we made up God damn You uh, can talk us through this uh, You can boy. ask a Mormon That's a <laughs> Lapsed Mormon Catherine do you have any sea experience? Oh good <laughs> I lucked the fuck out. Take um, them out on that Great Salt Lake. And see what they can do. <laughs> you got you got any uh, any any strong instincts or real life experience I can lean on? She doesn't have a microphone, Mike. It won't play to the listeners at home. Then why am I asking her things? I don't know. Why was I Shit. asking? Why did I, I fucking I... do a feature interview with her earlier? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. I feel like Renegade Adrenaline has got to be made up. Because it's too pretty. Like, it's real? Renegade? That's a real, a real movie or a real vehicle? Vehicle? Renegade Adrenaline. Okay, okay. maybe. Yeah. Rage is definitely not a vehicle because you can't sell rage, I don't think. I don't think rage is sellable. Lightning Shaft is also not a vehicle because it's too... Obviously, a penis reference, right? Like they can't, they can't sell that either. Yeah, right. So okay, it so could maybe, be a movie though. I mean, there's a movie called Shaft. That's true. That's true. That is basically about his penis. It's shit. Really, okay. just the song is about his penis. Yeah, the movie true. is about. I'm gonna go with C being <laughs> with C being the vehicle. Uh, okay. I'm gonna go with. Fuck. Um. B being the movie and A being some shit you made up. That is exactly that right. Is exactly that is right. That's one point for Joseph Smith and his kooky golden tablets. That, that, one, that one logic class I took in college really paid off. According to IMDb, in Space Rage, an ex-Los Angeles police officer named Richard Farnsworth, played by Richard Farnsworth... <laughs> Tracks an escaped prisoner played by Michael Paré on a 22nd century prison planet. Shit, that sounds good. Yeah, it Wait, does but sound good. So, so they're saying that L.A. exists in the 22nd century? <laughs> that's optimistic, I I'm, think. I'm like, uh, it, I don't think that's going to happen. Not with these clowns in Congress. All right, all right, all right. Hey, guys, get out of the clown car and do some legislating. <laughs> no, it's better that they haven't been able to do much legislating. Yeah, Elliot's right. Stay in that clown car. Elliot, this one's for you. 
I like how also the uh, I, I like the that was a really tough question, and the whole time I was thinking, I'm glad they hyped me up as the guy who knows everything about movies. <laughs> Elliot, your things are five o'clock somewhere, <laughs> chill factor, Osprey Hurricane Rescue. <laughs> One of these is an action movie, one of these is a model of personal conveyance, and one is some shit we made up. Well, Chill Factor was the movie with, what, Skeet Ulrich and Cuba Gooding Jr.? Yes, okay. <laughs> Came to play. <laughs> one of them one of them is an ice cream man, and they've got some kind of bomb that can't go unless it's, like, it will go off if it doesn't, if it doesn't stay cold enough. You tell us! <laughs> Guy who's seen Chill Factor? <laughs> Oh, I got a lucky break there. I'm going to say I think Osprey Hurricane Rescue is a vehicle of some kind. But, and that 5 o'clock somewhere is not a vehicle? That is absolutely right. <laughs> I will say 5 o'clock somewhere is a drink at Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, and it is good. In Chill Factor, a new biological chemical weapon that explodes at temperatures over 50 degrees Fahrenheit falls into the hands of two men who try to make sure that it doesn't get stolen by a terrorist. <laughs> Starring Skeet Ulrich and Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> who are qualified, who are the perfect people to star in a 90s action movie in the sense that one of them's white and one of them's black, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. I feel like in a couple years, the phrase starring Skeet Ulrich and Cuba Gooding Jr. will be a nonsense sentence. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mike. Mike, this one's for you. Rolling Vengeance. Rogue Wave. Revolt XL. <laughs> Redline Red Red Revolt line, XL. Revolt XL. Oh, boy. Catherine, you got any? You got any? Torn between it on what? Because it all... Okay. Um, <laughs> well, her brother eloped. <laughs> Mormonism is a mix of faith. Okay. Supposing that Jesus visited Native Americans. <laughs> we'll talk later. Don't worry, it'll all this mockery will be worth it when you get that one free beer. That's right. <laughs> one, one, or one, don't one. get it. <laughs> Shit. Um fuck. Okay. Rogue Wave is a movie. I uh was just told to me. So I'm gonna repeat that because I have no better uh, thing to think based on these choices. <sighs> Redline Revolt XL. That sounds like some shit they made up to me. Redline Revolt XL. Um, let's do that. Let's do Redline Revolt XL some shit you made up. Rogue Wave is a movie and Rolling Vengeance is a vehicle. No. No, Mike. I'm sorry. Rolling, Rolling Vengeance is a movie. Rogue Wave is some shit we made up. By the way, we wrote it down on a piece of paper and mailed it to ourselves. No one else can <laughs> no make one a movie, movie. called that. 
I feel like with that and like Antonio Sabato Jr., we can get financing. Just the title. Straight to the sci-fi network. And the Redline Revolt, Revolt XL is a CDU model. It's actually an ATV. In Rolling Vengeance, a truck driver builds a special eight-ton truck to help get revenge against the rednecks who killed his family and assaulted his girlfriend. Elliot, this one's for you. You can take the lead or increase your lead. I have not been keeping track of points. (laughs) Elliot can take the lead here. Laser Dreams. Oh, that's lovely. (laughs) Deep Star Six. Phaser X. (laughs) This is a hard one. It got harder this round. Laser Dreams. Deep Star Six. Phaser X. Dreams is spelled with a Z. Sure is, baby. Mm-hmm. So it so it probably is like a restaurant where the women don't wear very much shirts. <laughs> Only the one shirt, madam. <laughs> this is a hard one. I wish I could bust out the stars of whatever movie is, when but I'm going to have to think about it. Uh, um... Uh, both Laser Dreams and Phaser X sound so made up, but by the rules of the game, one of them must be a real thing. That's also how I was thinking. Yeah. It's entirely possible we fucked it up, though. I don't know. It's, yeah. like, it's like my brain is refusing to admit that one of those two things exists in real life and is a thing. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say Deep Star Six, I'm gonna say is the movie. Laser Dreams, I'm gonna say is a nothing. And Phaser X <laughs> is some kind of I'm going to guess it's something that rides on lava. That is basically right, except for the lava thing. You are right, Elliot. Snowmobile, the Yamaha Phaser X snowmobile. Of course, the plot of Deep Star 6 is at the bottom of the ocean. The Deep Star 6 has just discovered a new and deadly alien menace. Like the abyss, but better. So Deep Star 6 is like a SEAL Team stick? I think so. But what does that have to do with Star? I haven't seen it. I okay. just have that sentence in front of me. I, I apologize. I'm like this. I'm basically my own parents when they're watching a movie with me that we've never seen before, and they ask me to explain something I've never seen. Uh, Jesse, do we want to uh, do we want to make this the last round? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mike can tie it up here. Probably not. We're not keeping track. We're just trying to increase the drama. If we make this the last round, we're going to have to press the button all the way through all of the other slides, though. Do you want to just do you want to just do make the next one? I mean, you could do it like a lightning. We round could just thing. tell them what they are. Okay, so we had Predator X One Eight S Intimidator, Rotor, and Sexecutioner. Okay. Uh... You have to say it right off the top. You can't fuck Sexecution around. Is, Sexecutioner is not a vehicle, but I wish it was. Uh-huh. Uh, Rotor. You just got to go with your gut okay. on this. We're speeding okay. through gut, here. Gut, gut says Predator uh, is the fucking vehicle. Rotor is the shit you made up in Sexecutioner is the movie. Oh, very No, close. no, no. Sorry, Mike. Predator is an ATV. So that's one point. Rotor. It's a real movie. It's a real movie. It's God, it's so funny. Sure it's up. such a funny movie. Elliot's seen Rotor? <laughs> yes. There's a part in it. I'm, I can't tell you everything that's great about the movie. We don't have the time. But there is a janitor at a laboratory that is a robot. And it's basically Kevin, the robot from Save the Bell. And the robot is so absent-minded and dumb that you kind of think they wrote the part of, like, an absent-minded janitor and that a robot showed off an audition for it <laughs> and landed the part. 
Uh, ROTOR stands for Robotic Officer Tactical Operation Research. A prototype robot intended for crime combat escapes from the development lab and goes on a killing rampage. Is that the, the distractible robot? Doesn't matter. Elliot, here's for you. Extro. <laughs> Ski-Doo MXZXRS Iron Dog 600 HO E-Tech Ripsaw. This fucking game is rigged. <laughs> this is bullshit. And four. The number four. The number four. Catherine, we were duped. <laughs> I feel like we're gonna I, need a speedy answer for you from you on yeah, this, Elliot. Okay, I'm gonna go <laughs> movie. See, do a number just a, this thing. Fuck, man, you yeah, are four for four, man. Right. I feel like this is like a living illustration of the problem with every standardized test that American children are given. <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, this is an easy test. I happen to know all this information somehow. <laughs> We've written this to your cultural experience. <laughs> a man who was abducted by aliens returns to his family three years later in extra, but his presence affects them negatively. <laughs> That's the actual logline from IMDb. Uh, there's, two, there's two slogans on the poster, uh, which is like a creepy alien with a child behind him making a crazy face. When Tony grows up, he's going to be just like Daddy. And some extraterrestrials aren't friendly. Extro. Yeah. All right, Mike, this one's for you. We're going to need a quick answer from you. Brute force. Oh, sorry. Brute force. Invasion USA. (laughs) Shit. And night dump. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna go uh, A, vehicle Yes B, movie C, some shit you made up Fuck yes, Mike Eagle, everybody Here's the thing about that Brute Force, one word, must be a vehicle Brute Force, two words, is a great movie With Burt Lancaster and Ian Cronin About our prisoners who riot, and because Hume Cronin's a bad warden. Anyway, have you seen Invasion USA? Uh, it's a Chuck Norris movie, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Kalen! Mike, because of obscure rules that we don't care to cite on stage, this is the last question, and it's for all the marbles. It's going to you. Shit. Okay. Steel. <laughs> Superjet. <laughs> And Blast Force X, <laughs> Thunderbomb, Night of the Torso Destroyer. Movie, vehicle, some shit you've made up. Yeah. Yes, our champion is my This was a game designed to make me feel good about myself, and damn it, it worked. Congratulations, Mike. Thank you. Steel, of course, is Do me. I also want a drink ticket? Because I need one. <laughs> no, you don't get anything. Shit. When something momentous... We can, uh, we can smoke a joint in my Prius later. I am... <laughs> Bonus! And three of you are invited. <laughs> 
That's how many people will fit in my Prius. It's going to be tight. It's the compact It's Prius. the compact. It's the Prius C. She parks yeah, easy, okay. though. She parks easy. She parks great. It's a great parking car. Great fuel. Uh, hey, so we do, a segment, uh, we do a segment every week called Momentous Occasions. Uh, we have some audience members here who have written down Momentous Occasions. Elliot, just if, if I can explain this to you. It's a lot like people are writing us letters. Yeah. It's a little bit like... People are writing us little good old letters. fashioned letters. Like people write in writing and write us letters, letters to us. So anyway, if you wrote, if you have a momentous occasion, a kind of a letter that you like wrote a, to it's us, it's a sort of letter. I it's mean, like I'm holding letter. them. They remind me of letters. So yeah. So we're just gonna ask some people to come up and talk about these momentous occasions. Uh, there's you a know, mic right. Uh, yes. Oh, hold on. Sorry. Yes, you know, Elliot. Uh, Do you have something to say before we start this letters <laughs> segment? Does anyone not listen to the flop? I was just confused. There's a lot of letters in this world, from A to Z. That's pretty much all of them, but right in there, there's 26 great ones, and I'll tell you two sorry, of the greatest. There's L oh, fuck. and A. I can see why this they stand for there. a number of things, like Last Assassin, <laughs> like Lady Argo. It's like Argo the movie, but they're ladies this time. Ben Affleck's character is now a lady. John Goodman's character, you guessed it, Joan Goodman. But let's talk about L.A. It's called Los Angeles. It's a city in the U.S.A. Three more letters. What is their letters can't do? Nothing. Even math. You can do it with letters. Art. Do it with letters, singing letters, work for that too. And now we'll have some letters from you. It's letter time in Los Angeles, or as I call it... L.A. Elliot Kalen with the letter song. A beautiful tune. I, you know, it's I don't know. It's a thing, a thing that happens sometimes. Yeah, you know, that's on the flop house. If you don't listen to it, <laughs> check out some episodes and trust us that that was very funny. If you, if you like that song and you like it so much, you want to hear it three to four times longer. <laughs> try the flop house on the Maximum Fun <laughs> Network. Um, for some reason, this is an old style momentous occasion card that doesn't have the name on it, but. Your momentous occasion is about jury duty. Come up, come up, come up, come jury up, come duty. up. Here's your microphone right here. No, 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 right, right in front of the stage. <laughs> that one's going into my box, which is turning That one's going into her box. So, okay. well, can we move this? Daniel, can you move this microphone to... Okay. Uh, what's your name, ma'am? Mandy, again. <laughs> oh, it's uh, Mandy from the quiz. Uh, you're wearing a, a kind of a half jersey that says 69. Nice. And, uh... It has hentai oh, on shit, the front. I get it. Hell yeah. Because the six is like an upside down nine. We'll explain it to you when you're older, Jesse. Uh, Mandy, what's your momentous occasion? And then something very inappropriate happened. Um, So I recently, I've been spending the past week in jury duty and got picked for a trial. this isn't the fucking moth. Talk to us. Okay. Um, so I got picked for a trial, and the trial was a case that happened at an address that was 420 East Los Amigos Avenue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jordan, I didn't know you were on trial. <laughs> what can I say? I'm an arsonist. 
Mandy, what like what was the trial? What was the case? You're allowed to tell us now, right? Yeah, it like finished up. It was um, a dispute between the like the spouses and the one was harshing the other one's mellow. <laughs> Um, That's why you gotta put 420 friendly in that personals ad. <laughs> One hit the other with a fly swatter. No! <laughs> Domestic violence isn't funny. And it was very hard to keep a straight face because domestic violence isn't funny, but it was with a fly swatter at 420 East Los Amigos Avenue, and it's very difficult to... Like a regular fly swatter? Or like, I have one that has like a 9-volt battery in it, and then... When it hits the fly, the f- it goes, crack! And you're like, holy shit. See, we spent, we spent two days arguing over which fly swatter was the fly swatter used because apparently the police did a very poor investigation. It did not determine which weapon was used. And this was a house that had three fly swatters in it. Oh, it's, wow. like, it's like a locked drawer mystery. <laughs> That's when Miss Marple came in. And <laughs> hey, how about a hand for Mandy, everybody? Mandy, ladies and gentlemen. I love the idea of a, of a police lineup of fly swatters. Yeah. Who was the man that swatted you? Uh, so uh, our next person is Nephi? 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 Oh, is that's a that's the it's name a, of it's a, an ancient Mormon name. Yeah, there are I only apologize. three people at this show tonight. <laughs> are there any new Mormon names? <laughs> um, uh, so this is actually sort of straddles the line between a momentous occasion and uh, something we've been doing a lot on the show for your benefit, Elliot and Mike, uh, violating non-disclosure agreements. It's not technically an NDA. They just said it would be a really bad idea if I told anybody. <laughs> well, tell us then. <clears throat> I did some contract work for the Colombian Army. <laughs> this is going to get real, guys. I don't know if I can be here for this. I, I helped them break some FARC codes. What? But oh, the cool. FARC doesn't exist Wait. anymore, so I'm good, right? Wait, did you say FARC doesn't exist anymore, so you're good? Yeah. Did yeah, they yeah. sign the peace agreement? Right, right? No, oh. I don't think they did. Oh, I think shit. that fell apart. Oh. Um, uh, ignore everything. I You're said. an anti-revolutionary. <laughs> they, they've got nothing on me. <laughs> Don't worry. There's intense. a there's a billion Nephi. <laughs> yeah, I'm the only non-polygamous Nephi, so I'm good. That's good. Well, Nephi, thank you so much for violating your NDA. Yes. And what is a FARC code? What is that? FARC, FARC is the socialist revolutionary group that's been tearing Colombia in twain, o- along with the government, low these past 20 or 30 or 40 oh, years. 40 or 50 years, yeah. yeah. Um, they have codes? Uh, well, I presume so. Up, I mean, up, like, down, down. We all played Contra. It's, it's, probably, just, yeah. it's probably just 5555. They scrambled their codes with uh, MP3s, actually. Oh, oh really? really? Anything good? That's true. Uh, it's mostly Rage Against the Machine. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Love their old stuff. Makes sense. Uh, uh, Brittany. Br- Brittany Jones. Brittany Jones. Brittany. Come on up. Come Brittany on up, Jones. Brittany. There's your microphone right there. Thanks, guys. Hi, Brittany. Of course. What, uh, what religion have you left behind? Hi. <laughs> 
Na, na. Uh, like, does that make me mysterious? Or am, am I, I correct weird? in thinking that no one has yet harshed your mellow this evening? <laughs> Brittany, you do not need to come to the Prius later. <laughs> you have been out to a Prius of your own, I see. I Mine do. I have shit. a C in white. I, mine's in blue. Oh, all right. We'll uh, crash them sometime. Brittany, tell us what is your uh, what is your momentous occasion? Um, it was the day before my boyfriend's birthday. We were drinking all day at Bacon Fest in downtown LA. I ordered us more alcohol, and Channing Tatum delivered it on Facebook Live. And I was wearing my pajama dress, which was an Erica Jane T-shirt. And uh, he gave me the alcohol, and millions of people saw me hammered. I have... (laughs) I have nine questions. (laughs) First of all, if you have any concerns, I just want to allay them. Nine people will hear you blazed right now. (laughs) So it's not going to be... This is... uh, Quickly. This is... Around a lot of white people. Yeah. <laughs> but sure, this, you're what they call an underground rapper. Right. This is by far the whitest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and I ordered got, alcohol it and the Mormon who defeated the FARC? By far. And it got so white that in the middle of it, I stopped understanding anything <laughs> that happened. This is my momentous occasion right now. This is it for me. Uh, Thank Brittany you. Jones, Thank everybody. You. Brittany Jones. Give her a hand. Nephi came up here. Nephi came up here five minutes ago and literally just narrated to us the Iran Contra scandal. Right. <laughs> okay, Brittany, Hillary and Russ. Hillary and Russ. It's a couple's momentous occasion. <laughs> yeah, Hillary or Russ. This is a couple's a yeah. couple's friendly environment. We encourage people coming with significant others. <laughs> Maybe they're not. Maybe they're not a couple. I could have just assumed. Maybe your brother and sister. You've assumed a lot. If you've read the moment of occasion, that would be a really bad thing. I'm, I, I have read it, so I'm probably reading some things onto it. But uh, go ahead. So we got married a few months ago. Congratulations. Congratulations. And during the course of a relationship, we have opened it up a bit. And so, <laughs> okay, let the record state. Russ is back. Hillary is standing immediately behind Russ right now. As Russ said, we've opened things up a bit. Hillary gave the universal sign for, eh. (laughs) Hillary, is this the first time you're hearing of this? Yes. We have a lot to talk about. This is how she finds out. Uh, Wait, so so, uh, Hillary, tell us what your your couple's momentous occasion is. Our momentous occasion is that we made a date with a lady. Oh. Was it a romantic date? It is a romantic date. It's going to be later this month. Congratulations! Where 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 are you guys going? Oh, our house. Oh, yeah. Is that uh, is that on the is that on the corner of Poundtown and Fucksburg? Yeah, what? For sure. It's like five stars on Yelp. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Dude, uh, also, let the record state that Hillary just locked Jordan the fuck in with her eyes. <laughs> like, yeah. Downtown. <laughs> that was amazing. That's the best date I've heard about since uh, not long ago. I interviewed Katie Couric uh, for my show, The Turnaround. And she's big into three ways, right? <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. she available? She actually said, 
I, I asked her to come to our studio. She asked me to go to Pound Town. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I interviewed uh, Katie Couric, and she said, uh, I mentioned that I had interviewed Larry King, and she said, oh, I went on a date with him once. Oh, my God. <laughs> and a whole new genre of internet porn was born. <laughs> King on Couric. K2K. Was this was this ki- is this kind of date a kind of date that you had ever uh, gone on in the past as a couple? Yes, and uh, with her as well. Oh, and with this but lady as well. She had had a boyfriend for a while. Uh huh. And we were cool with that. We were like, "That's cool. Have have your great time." And she broke up with him, and now we were sort of waiting our waiting till the right moment before we were sort of being like, "Oh, so sorry about your breakup." Would you like to come over? So, I mean, seems like you guys kind of blew it. Yeah, if you wanna for get, sure. If you, if you want to, you know, romance this lady, you bring her to a live podcast. Yeah, we... I mean... Really, we really it, have it. you been in a hornier yeah. room? Never. There is sweat dripping off the walls, and it's not just because everyone was shaking their ass we, earlier. We really goofed <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, Hillary and Russ, everybody. They Hillary have more Russ. interesting sex lives than you. Adam, you. Adam, you. Hey, Adam, how are you? <laughs> Sorry, I did not no, mean to do that. It, I should have been Ultra Burger. It's, it's my fault. Yeah, uh, I ca- so what's your momentous occasion, Adam? I got hit by a car, but not that much. Okay. Let's just okay. Let's, yeah. let's set our terms here. I was trying to get from the corner of Pound Town to Fuck Street. You know, sure, sure, right? yeah. No, I looked it's left. Popu- it's a popular intersection. <laughs> Very busy with traffic. I looked left. I was clear. I looked right. I was clear. I started going, and someone just kind of kept driving at me. And by the time I realized, oh, this guy hasn't used his turn signal, I was on the ground a little bit. Oh, well, wow. But you're alive. How about yeah. a round of applause for this guy being alive? Uh, one, time, one time when I was like nine, I was crossing the street, and like one of those like, um, like 80s LeBaron coupes, you know, like, like wood sides. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Like Veronica Mars drove. Uh, as I was crossing the street in the crosswalk, it like pulled up, didn't really slowed, but did not stop where it was supposed to stop, and kind of hit me, but only sort of gently hit me on the leg. <laughs> and I looked over, and it was a fucking lady I knew from church, <laughs> and we never spoke of it again. <laughs> That's how I lost my virginity. <laughs> Hey, uh, how about a hand for Adam? He got hit by a fucking car. Adam, Adam has a... There's a rest of Adam's story. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Adam oh, there's has there's a rest of his Really good EMT. Very good patter on this guy. His name was Adam. And uh, as I was going back to my house, someone asked for my card so she could uh, have the personal attorney contact me. Within 10 minutes, he calls in. His name's also Adam. Wow. So it was a triple Adam situation. Congratulations, the holy Adam. Adam Trinity. Thank you. You knew you were in good hands. Curtis, Curtis, come on up. Oh my God, I'm re- sorry. I'm reading ahead on this one. I hope it's true. This is amazing, Curtis. If you're fucking with us, Curtis is not fucking with us. I know, <laughs> Curtis. Curtis. I have looked at Curtis. Curtis is absolutely not fucking 100% with us. Hundred percent real. Yeah. Uh, Curtis, the Mormons, like when they stood up, I was like, "Yep, tracks." 
the threesome people, when they came, I was like, yeah, uh-huh. And when Curtis came up here, I was like, oh, yeah, baby. I still have the blood in my fingernails. Okay, Hold so- on, hold on, hold on. That's when the commercial break would start. That's my favorite part. This is the yeah. super high backup singing. Um, Curtis, what's your momentous occasion, sir? So my friend invited me to a blood rave, and I was like, what is- ah, pause. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of dance raves. Uh, tell me about what a blood rave is. Have you ever seen the movie Blade? <laughs> yes. I asked what a blood Jordan rave was. Jordan is so hard right now. Yeah, go on. And she sent me the opening scene from Blade. Yes. I was like, okay, yes. <laughs> okay, so what happens in the opening scene from Blade, Jordan? So, uh... Picture this. It's the mid-90s. A song comes on, let's say Prodigy. And a fucking dope rave starts, and then the sprinklers come on, but it's not water, it's blood. Holy shit, that rave was full of vampires. They dance, here comes Blade, kills everybody. World's best movie happens. So this is a real thing? So it's just, so... So you're you're at this rave and so it was actually at someone's house rather than a warehouse in the Oh, it's some of guy's it. house? <laughs> okay, okay, less mystique, go ahead. Instead of a warehouse with bring sprinklers. That, bring that mic up, Curtis. Yeah. Instead of a warehouse with sprinklers, there is a wrestling pit in the middle with sprinklers on top of it. Okay. And when I got there, the wrestling pit was already full of blood. And I was already wasted, and I immediately got in it. <laughs> but what was it actually full of? You're like, hey, oh, uh, if you went with your friend Frank in this scenario, just so you know. Yeah. Hey, Frank, uh, let's pregame this blood rave. Yes. Let's, okay. let's get a little wasted at Buffalo Wild Wings, and then let's get hepatitis. <laughs> when, when, when Mike, earlier tonight said that he had reached the peak level of whiteness of his career. He did not know what Jordan Jesse Go fans had in store for him in the balance of the evening's entertainments. It was, it was bad foreshadowing, what I was doing earlier. How does, how does one get a sprinkler in the middle of a room? How does that work? It was very custom made. It was like, like one of, is it like... I feel like the only way for this blood rave story to be whiter would be if the sprinkler <laughs> looked exactly like the fountain from Friends. <laughs> We're having ourselves a blood rave. And then, and then Call Me Al was playing. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think, I think this proves that my suggestion for Jordan Jesse Go's new slogan is the correct one. Jordan Jesse Go, it just gets whiter. <laughs> So you're wasted. <laughs> yeah. I need to. I need to finish this up here. Sure. Oh, I guess we didn't know it yet. If I finish this up, I mean, a chief orgasm. <laughs> so you're. Don't worry. You might see that dog on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> you went. You went right into the pool of blood. Yes. What kind of blood was it? Are we talking about like what's that called? Caro syrup. What's the I think corn it was, syrup? I think it was mostly just water and food dye. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, that, 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 that being real blood in it because 
the fences were very sharp, and I had a bunch of infected cuts on my hand for the rest of the week. Yeah. Uh, and it had a thickening agent. <laughs> Why do you have so many cuts on your hands? The, the fence around the wrestling rink was rusty. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Wait, you, you cut your up. hand on a rusty, rusty wrestling rink on the way in? It was a cage match. There was a... <laughs> You know what? Hold on. Fight in the cage. This, this started out. This started out as some white people shit, and now it's some juggalo shit. <laughs> you are a juggalo. I fucking knew it. I don't know. We might get him on Tyson fights, though. Man. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to? Yeah, you can guess what out. on Mike's podcast okay, coming up? So you are coming from a cage match. Yes. You had cut your hands on the rusty cage. Yes. You had not gotten a tetanus shot, no, but instead chosen to attend a blood rave. Yes. <laughs> you went, you got hammered. Did you get hammered before the cage match or in between the cage match and the blood rave? Or during the cage match. I was trying to feel some Steve Austin and fighting a beer and uh-huh. shotgunning it. Okay. And so you were, you were, you were, oh, <laughs> I also did... <laughs> My friend told me after that I ripped a man's underwear off. <laughs> so you went into the you went into the pool of blood. I feel like we're in one of those shows where the framing device is a character being interrogated by the police. <laughs> and you're like, hold on a second, hold a second. Then what happens? And then it goes back to earlier that day or something like that. So you went into the pool of blood, but it seems like a pool of blood is a horrible place to be when you're hammered. No, it was excellent. I had a lot of fun. (laughs) Okay, fine. Curtis, ladies and gentlemen. Curtis. Folks, Owen Mike Eagle, Elliot Kalen. Let's hear it for Danielle Radford and Riley Silverman. This has been the Max Fun Beer Blast. We're Jordan. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. This is the best. That's our Jordan Jesse Go live show, but stay tuned for some stand-up comedy from two of our favorite comics and two favorite guests on Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah, Riley Silverman, Danielle Radford, two of the most hilarious stand-ups that we know. These are some real solid sets. A lot of fun was had at that Angel City Brewery. Yeah, tons of fun. Uh, thanks for listening. That's all. Glug glug. Let's kick it off right now. You know her from Tights and Fights. You give it up for Danielle Radford. Oh, my God. Hi. Hi, you guys. Welcome to the live Jordan Jesse Go. What is up? Uh, Oh, man, this is fantastic. It's hot as shit. Thank all of you for coming out tonight. I'm um, getting that beer, eating them tacos. I, uh, uh, wow, this is great. Um, yeah, so a lot of, some of you, uh, three of you know me from my wrestling podcast, Tides and Fights, on the Max Fun Network. Um, hi. That's cool. Feel free to two sweet me uh, for the show. Uh, we ran for all of your two sweets, and you're not so sweet. It's fine. I, uh, I'm also, some of you might recognize me from Screen Junkies if you are super nerds, which is great. Uh, that, the fantastic thing about working at Screen Junkies is that, like, uh, being a nerd online for a living means that I'm also, like, fat online for a living. 
which is the thing that nerds feel the need to tell me all the time. I think they think I don't know, you guys. They're like, oh my God, did no one tell her? It's like, you're fat and you're online. Why are you so fat online? Like, it's not even the thing that I'm fat. It's, it's so much as why are you uh, doing that in public? And uh, why, why are you fat where I can see you? Like, they imagine they just have, like, one of those boards that, like, serial killers or detectives have where it's just, like, a red string that goes from, like, YouTube and then, like, my butt. <laughs> and it's like, she's, she's fat, but she's online. And then just a big why across it. Um, and so I try to like tell people, it's like, I, I, I know how fat I am. Um, cause like this morning I, uh, I rolled over, uh, in bed so fast that I slapped myself in the face with my own titty and, um, <laughs> just, uh, had to walk around all day with, uh, just a titty print right here. So, um, trust me, like I'm well, super, super duper aware of how fat I am. I'm also going through a breakup. Oh, man, I didn't even have to tell y'all to awe. <laughs> y'all are self-ars. Look at you. Um, yeah, I'm going through a breakup. It's fine. We broke up because it was the mature thing to do. <laughs> but we did go to go see uh, Wonder Woman together as, like, buds. And I'm telling you, uh, if a dude dumps you and you're going to go see a movie, like, four days later... Make a fucking Wonder Woman. <laughs> Make it a movie that's just a chick beating the fuck out of dudes for like 93 minutes. <laughs> and at one point he fell asleep and I was, oh, wake the fuck up! This is a documentary. <laughs> You're missing all the good parts with the men and the beating of them. <laughs> I'm from Seattle, Washington, which I love. Yeah, fuck yeah, Seattle. Seattle's great. I do like living in L.A., though, um, because L.A. is, like, the only place that you can go where you can see all of your favorite comedians that you recognize from car commercials read their own tweets on stage. And so that's pretty great. That's pretty fantastic. So my mom recently came to visit, and my mom was like, she's very excited. She was like, I want to go to Hollywood. I want to go to Hollywood. And I was like, mm, no, you don't. <laughs> You want to go to the Hollywood that's on TV, and the Hollywood that's on TV is in Canada. <laughs> the Hollywood that's here is like located at the end of a series of bad decisions. <laughs> but I took her to Canada, because uh, she's my mom, I want to get my ass beat. And doesn't matter, 30, 35, I'm still not too old to get your ass beat by your mama. So I took her to Hollywood, and we saw all of the people dressed up like the characters. And she was like, oh, is that Spidey Man? I want to take a picture with Spidey Man. Is that Optimal Prime? I want to take a picture with Optimal Prime. Is that Cookie Elmo? Take me a picture with Cookie Elmo. And then I got to be the mom and be like, oh, you got Cookie Elmo money. Because I don't care what you say, Cookie Elmo ain't your friend. <laughs> Cookie Elmo will tickle me, stab you. So, 
She's the best. She's really paranoid. You, like, I don't know if any of y'all have had like one of those paranoid, superstitious moms. Very superstitious. So she's always like, don't put your purse on the floor. Don't put your purse on the floor because if you put your purse on the floor, you're not going to have any money. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure the fact that you let me major in theater is why I don't have any money. <laughs> Blame that shit on floor demons. It's like, yeah, no, fuck it. It's fine. Go to an art conservatory. That's why I'm poor. <laughs> so uh, I did go to an art conservatory. They did not make me take math. And that's why my credit score is so bad. It's not even made of numbers. It's just some dude who hits you in the face for asking. <laughs> Don't be nosy. That's not your business. I was recently in Portland. I love Portland as well. Portland's a great town. It's fantastic. Anybody here from Portland? No. Cool. Because I'm about to talk all the shit about your city. So... I was in Portland, and I went to get brunch with a bunch of my white friends, because that's what you do when you're in Portland. And, and at the end of my meal, I go to pay, and I hand the server my credit card, and she's like, no, we don't take cards. We only take cash, checks, and the honor system. So I start laughing. And she's like, why are you laughing? And I was like, uh, the honor system, that's a great joke. You're like the funniest server ever. And she's like, no, we take the honor system. So if you can't afford to pay for your meal today come back in the next time you're in town and you can pay me then. To which I replied, get your shit together, Portland. <laughs> like I said, I'm from Seattle. Seattle is just like Portland. The only difference is, is that we know that people are pieces of shit and not to be trusted. <laughs> the honor system is a system like the rhythm method is a method. So, P.S., BT Dubs, tell your Portland friends, let them know, spread it around. If you're still taking personal checks in 2017, that is the honor system. That's it. That's it right there. You need nothing else. So, uh, I, my birthday's coming up in three weeks. Yeah. Fuck y'all. I'm turning an age. Pick one. And for the first time, I'm starting to look my age. Like, black don't crack, but if you soak this shit in whiskey long enough, it will prune. And I have the same exact birthday as Beyonce. Yeah, like exact same, like day, month, and year. So that's nice. When it's your birthday, and you constantly get reminded of what someone else has done with the exact same amount of time that you've had. Oh, cool. Oh, twins! Ty! Oh, man, you know she loves Jay-Z. Here's how I know she loves Jay-Z. Jay-Z, um, have y'all heard of a little movie called Space Jam? Jay-Z wrote a rap song for Space Jam. That song, You Buggin'? Jay-Z wrote that shit. He wrote it. And then Bugs Bunny rapped it. And then Jay-Z paid his rent. And... When Jay-Z cheated on her and her sister beat the fuck out of him in an elevator, she didn't name her album, This Nigga Bug Bunny Think He Gets to Cheat on Me. <laughs> she named her album Lemonade. And that is how I know she loves that man. God, it must be so awesome to be Beyonce. Ah, oh, it's amazing. You just do maternity shoots as soon as they just pop out, come out looking like the Virgin Mary. Everybody gets all excited when you take your weave out. Oh, it sounds amazing. No one would care if I took my weave out right now. Except the people who had to clean it up. That's it. No one else would care. Except for that part where she has to pretend like Jay-Z's attractive. I think that's fine. We can all, it's, it's okay. 
I'm glad y'all didn't ooh, because sometimes people are like, ooh, and it's like, what is it here? Like, you don't care. <laughs> you got jokes. That's my Jay-Z impersonation. He don't care. He doesn't care even a little bit. Um, so I'm going to do this one last joke, and then I'm going to let y'all go so I can bring up our next performer. So I've talked about I'm a nerd. That is a true-ass story. You know who else was a nerd? Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge fucking nerd. There's a great story about him where he is at a party hanging out, and all of a sudden, Nichelle Nichols, who played the original Lieutenant Uhura on Star Trek, is there because that is just what fucking amazing black-ass parties in the 60s look like. Just Dr. Martin Luther King and fucking Uhura just kicking it over an old-fashioned or whatever, Bud Light, I don't know. I, was it a barbecue? I don't know. So, so they're having a conversation. He's telling her how much he loves Star Trek, and she's like, thank you so much. I'm actually about to quit Star Trek so I can start on my solo album because I want to be a musician. And Dr. Martin Luther King turns to Nichelle Nichols and goes, okay, I'm going to do the impersonation. I don't do voices. Don't tell my mama. So Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. turns to Nichelle Nichols and goes, oh, no. Because he apparently is a scary ghost. And he's like, you can't quit Star Trek because we need black people in space. But so she doesn't. She doesn't quit Star Trek because Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. told her not to. And so obviously, obviously, like the fucking death of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is a huge tragedy for a lot of reasons. But one reason that none of us ever thought of was like, how many black-ass careers could he have saved? <laughs> at dope-ass black parties. <laughs> Wesley. <laughs> you gotta get an accountant. <laughs> Puffy. <laughs> you gotta pick a name. <laughs> And also, Mace, never going to be a thing. Okay, thank you guys so much. I have been Danielle Radford, and I am... Thank you all. You guys, keep it going for Danielle. Give it up for her. Why not? I mean, she's right there. It's awkward if you don't, to be honest with you. What I just learned from Danielle's set is that Becky with the good hair was Bugs Bunny when he put on a dress and played a girl bunny. Mystery soft. I also, I like Danielle's act because I've been friends with Danielle for a long time, and she told me that thing about her mom and the purse, and I have not put my purse on the floor since then. And that was like a year and a half ago since she first told me that. And I'm like, no, floor demons. I'm, I'm watching out for this. It's not going to happen. I, uh, I'm Hexy B. I'm sorry to be here. Are you guys having a good time so far? This seems like fun. Yeah. I, uh... Like Danielle, I'm actually recently going through a breakup myself, too, which sucks. It's my first, like, lesbian breakup where, like, I have been a woman the whole time, and I've dated women the whole time, but this was the first woman who knew that completely. Like, she understood 
all the steps involved, right? And so, like, I was like, oh, my God, this is the first person who sees me as who I am and, and, like, knows who I am as a person. And she still broke up with me, which means that now I have the ability to go, oh, it is just my personality. (laughs) Turns out, so. She broke up with me in the worst way. She broke up with me the same night she let me pick her up at the airport. Yeah. And drive her all the way across Los Angeles from LAX to Hollywood. Uh, drop her off. I hugged her goodnight, goodbye, and then I went home. And then she called me and told me she couldn't see me anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm worth. Um, I'm, a, I'm a free lift, you guys. That's what it turns out. But she gave me a gift in doing that. Because, y'all, I am now officially off the hook from picking anybody else up at the airport ever again in my life. I had a friend today ask for a ride from the airport. I'm like, no, it's a trigger for me. Sorry, you can't have it. It's not going to work. So I'm back on the market, which is fun. I'm trying to date again, which, you know, the, the apps are crazy. I use dating apps because I have really good gaydar, but the people that I know are gay don't know it themselves yet. So it's... Which I've been proven right many, many times with it. Like, I'll, I'll ask a girl out. It's like, oh, you know what? I'm actually not into girls. And then, like, a year later, she's dating a girl. Um, but I had, I had a girl I hit on. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I hit on a girl. And she told me she was straight. And to be fair, it's on me. I totally assumed she was gay because she had, like, a really short haircut. And that is not fair to anybody on either side of that equation. Uh, and she told me that, and she was right. But then, about a year, about six months ago, she posted a picture online of her with her short haircut, and she had dyed it all completely rainbow. That's on you a little bit, you have to admit. Like, you might not be gay yourself, but you are at least doing gay cosplay. (laughs) Give me something. Yeah, it was funny because for a while people were accusing me of being biphobic because I was like trying to figure out who to date. If I was biphobic at any point, I have cured it with lots of immersive therapy. <laughs> Just throw all your bi women at me, I will get over all my fears. But when I am, I am phobic of one group, and that is a group that's on OKCupid right now, and their their sexuality is listed as heteroflexible. No. You are not allowed to date me. I'm sorry. If that's, if that's your sexuality, you can't date me if you haven't had at least one really awkward conversation with your father. <laughs> and that is not gatekeeping. I'm saying you need to have had that one because when you start dating me, you're going to have to have a whole second one. So you better be ready for it because he is going to have questions and you better be ready to answer them. Because <laughs> I have to think, I, the heteroflexible girl, one of the girls who hit on me, who I went out with once, and she's like, well, I'm just kind of slowly coming out. And she's like, kind of thought you would be like a good, like, bridge into queerness <laughs> it's a real thing that a person said to me a human being with dignity and feelings she's like I just thought like if you lived as a man and now you're living as a woman so I thought you'd be like a good per- a person to date for the first time I'm gonna go ahead and let y'all know right now uh, I am not entry level queer dating <laughs> if anything I am expert level queer dating <laughs> Like, there are parts that I have that I don't know how they work. You don't need to be, like... Like, sex with me right now is like an escape room, all right? Like, like you can leave at any time. It's a metaphor. I'm just saying... I'm a Max Funster. I believe in enthusiastic consent. But 
I'm saying there are a lot of things that look like one thing but act like other things, and you have to figure it out. It's like a teamwork puzzle we'll do together, all right? Like, is this a light bulb or a doorknob? I don't know, but whatever's going to happen, I'm going to scream, so we'll figure it out. Let's just... It's like, if you kiss me here, I'll shake a little bit. If you kiss me here, I will start crying. So just let's figure some stuff out. Let's just slow it down. Like, I am, I am the gay dating equivalent of, like, the eighth level of Mario Brothers, all right? You cannot just run across this guy, jump through a pipe, and fight Koopa. You've got to learn how the math works first, all right? You've got to learn how the fireballs happen, just all the things. Ah, that's that part. Yeah, I, so, so the weird thing when she dumped me, because like I've been, I was, three days before she dumped me, I was in the hospital, I was in the ER, because I had this pain in my leg, it's like right here, and uh, I don't know what it is, and I've thrown two copays at it, and no one's told me what it is, so this is just how I live from now on, I just, my leg hurts, welcome to Obama, well, welcome to the future of healthcare in America. Um, yeah, I went to, because I went to the ER, because I thought it was a, a blood clot, and the reason why I thought it was a blood clot was because I went to urgent care, and they told me, you have to go to the ER, it's definitely a blood clot. <laughs> and it turned out it wasn't a blood clot, and then apparently I just lost the ER lottery when that happened. <laughs> because when I was like, so it's not a blood clot, and they go, okay, no, it's not, so good night. <laughs> and I was like, wait, you're not going to like do any more tests? Like, nope, you're good. I thought that was the whole point of being here, was you were going to tell me what's wrong with my leg. No? Okay, like, no, just put some ice on it or something. You'll figure it out later. Don't worry about it. Like, that was the, go talk to your doctor. I'm like, you are, like, right now you're my doctor. Like, I don't know what mission we have to figure out together, but let's just have this. So then, yeah, they were like, they were like, okay, uh, bye. So that was, that was my night. And my, my girlfriend, well, I called her my girlfriend at the time, and she called me for three hours to tell me why I shouldn't use that term yet. Uh, <laughs> That was, that was the big reason why we broke up was like we've been, been together for a few months and I was ready to like commit a little bit more than she was and like she called me at one point and she was like, well, I'm not really ready to be in a relationship yet and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought the whole point of me being a lady and you being a lady and us dating was that we never had to have that conversation because <laughs> that is not what every pop culture bit of lesbian lovemaking tells me. Like, like from what I understand, you and I meet, we get a U-Haul truck and one of our friends dies in a pool. Or we meet, we fall in love, one of us is bi, one of us dies so you can marry a straight man. That's the only other thing that I know. Don't act like it doesn't happen. You all watch television. Don't tell me that I made that up. So anyway, so that all happened. Yeah, because like when I was telling her, I'm like, well, we've been together for a few months and I really want to call you my girlfriend and have you call me your girlfriend. And she was like, oh, I didn't realize that labels were that important to you. I was like, sweetie, um, I paid a judge... $430 to legally declare me a woman. So, yeah, labels mean a little bit to me. I'm a little bit into labels, just the thing. So, yeah, the thing with the leg was so, like, I was in the ER. I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to die of a blood clot or whatever. And so, like, I was, she was out of town. I was calling her, telling her what was going on. And then, like, she didn't respond to my... Like, she responded at first when I was there. And then when I texted her to tell her that I was okay... She texted me back 45 minutes later, and it just said, oh, hey, good, I'm glad you're okay. That was her response to the girl she was dating not being dead yet. I didn't, and I still picked her up at the airport, so maybe it's on me a little bit. Um, all I know is, like, I had a near-death experience, I thought, and for me, that made me go, oh, I really want to, like, be close to this person that I care about. I had, her point of view of that was, I do not want to go to this particular funeral, so I'm just going to let her go. <laughs> 
um, which is a whole lot. So one thing that's happened to me in the last year, which is amazing, is that I, so I've been on hormones now for about two and a half years. And in the last calendar year or so, I have discovered that I have a new superpower, which is that I now can have a female orgasm. Yeah, that's the sound I make. Um, it's amazing. I've been doing this like joke about it, and people come up, come up to me after shows, and it's usually like a straight couple, and they're like sheepish about it, and they'll be like, "Hey, uh, so you have female orgasms now, and you used to have male orgasms. Uh, can you tell us who has a better who who has better orgasms?" So I'm now literally a character from Greek mythology. Which is great. But it's definitely women. I have bad news, fellas. It's definitely women. Here's yeah, that's the sound I make. I told you. Uh, Here's how much better an orgasm is now as a lady. I'm not 100% sure I ever had one before. <laughs> like now, like, I, like everything, every cell in my body is like a somersault and a flip. Before, I would sneeze from my crotch and call it a night. Like that was an orgasm. Okay, have fun, fellas. Um, the basic biology of it, like really quickly, is essentially the, the nerve endings that are, because babies are the same in the womb for a while until the right chromosomes come in, um, or in my case, the wrong chromosomes, and you get an innie or an outie, you know? I get an outie, big mistake, um, trying to fix that. But essentially, the nerve cluster that is at the, the head of the penis is the same nerve cluster that's in the clitoris. So if you fire estrogen at that same spot for about a year and a half, uh, good shit starts to happen. That's all I get. <laughs> Right now, I am rocking a clitoris on a pole. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. I have a G-spot that literally anybody can find. Like, like the right poses is a confidence booster for you. That's all I'm telling you. The only way that I can explain it is it's basically like the experience of if you've been wearing a skirt or a dress for like three to six months, and then you reach down one day out of the blue and realize that it has pockets. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm Maui Silverman. Thank you. Have a good night. This week's Short and Jesse Go recorded live on stage at the Angel City Brewery in Los Angeles, California. Our thanks to them. A lot of Big Max Funsters work there. They, we went at their invitation. We're very grateful to them for hosting us. Our thanks also to uh, Jennifer Marmer, who produced the show. Daniel was there helping out. Uh, our thanks to the sound staff there. Our thanks to uh, Laura Swisher, who was there helping out. Um, everybody there was so wonderful, and I think our thanks, of course, to all of our guests. Yeah, and hey, thanks for those drink tickets, huh? Mm, glug glug. Glug glug. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.